Hey guys, this is John with the CNT update for Tuesday, the 19th of January, 2021. I'm here with my buddy, Kristen Dare from the CNT Chamber. Hi, that music always gets me in a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because it's like the, just the generic button on mm -hmm. the, on the board. So I like it. Okay, cool. I'm glad you dig it. Mm -hmm. Scoot the microphone closer. There you go. Okay, so um, this week, it's just me and Kristen. We're going to talk about some stuff going on in the community. Um, one of the big things is the last city council meeting. Yeah, you and I were both listening in because, as most people know, they're hosting these virtually right now. So you and I were both on, I guess, the webinar or whatever they want to call it these days. Um, and I thought I was going to hear your voice because I heard your name on the list as someone who had public comment, but there were some technical difficulties, weren't there? Yes. Being uh, older and doing this from my phone, uh, the little thing pops up, they say your name. And then they seek you out specifically. A little uh, window pops up on my phone. It says unmute. I hit unmute and I start yapping and they're going, Mr. Olson, are you there? Mr. Olson? <laughs> I'm sitting there texting you. They're calling you. They're calling you. <laughs> Which d didn't help uh, with the anxiety because I was totally stressing out. And then they're like, moving on. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm right here. Yeah, so they was, only did that three times. Yeah, it was my favorite thing to kind of hear you struggling with it, though, because I think we've talked about how easy it is to participate virtually. <laughs> and then there you were having a little bit of a hard time. So I'm disappointed we didn't all get to hear your public comment. But uh, it was it was uh, a, a bigger agenda packet. If you noticed, there was like 200 some on pages in this one. Yeah, it was nuts. But I was pretty interested. I think you were going to put public comment in on agenda item number 12 for the January 13th meeting for those who want to go back and look up the documents online on the city's website. But it was in regards to Finita Ranch, you know, the project that a lot of people in town know about and don't know all the details on, though. Right. So the opportunity in front of the city council was to uh, a few weeks back or last year, late last year, they we're, we're recording over here. Sorry, I forgot the SD card. And uh, so now we're recording it on my uh, iPad. So hopefully John just saw my eyes bulge out of my brain when I thought we weren't recording because there's different colors and screen things going on over here. Sorry. Anyway. This is our... I distracted him with my eye bulge. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, the city council a few months back, a few weeks back, um, passed a resolution to accept the Finita Ranch project as presented by HomeFed, uh, the landowner, um, late last year. And then there was a signature drive um, that went out to um, have that referendum repealed. Or there was a referendum to have the... Resolution repeal. I think that's how it goes. Yes. And so basically the city council had to make a decision. They had three options. They could uh, accept the signatures as stated. They had four options. Four options. Go ahead. I Fire away. Be, sorry. I'm being real nitty gritty because I took a couple of notes. Well, you and I listened to them, but yeah, option one was basically just to repeal the resolution that they had, you know, created last year. Um, just kind of wipe it out. And that would, not be a very exciting option for home fed. Well, but they would still get to build homes because it's already approved in the general plan that they can build. Um, what is it? 1900. Amount, right? I think it's 1900 homes. Yeah. So yes. So it would have been different criteria, I suppose. Um, so yeah. So option one was to repeal the project resolution as it sat. 
Um, option two was to add the resolution to the ballot, which wouldn't be until November of 2022. Which is what the signature gathering was for, was to add that to the ballot so the voters could vote on if they wanted to keep that resolution or not. Right. So we're going to try to make simple. this as clear as mud by the time we're yes. done. Yes. Option number three would be adding the resolution to the November 2022 ballot, but also with direction to the city attorney and clerk and manager to be able to basically take any necessary actions to address allegations because there was some, I guess there was a lack of clarity, if you will, on if the signatures that were collected were actually validated, right? Um how do you say that? How do I say that? Well, I would say that they wanted to make sure that the the signatures were real and collected uh, legitimately. Yes. And so... Um, Verified. Yes. They wanted to verify those. And there's quite a process that is involved through the registrar voters. And, you know, I, I think there was another person who, who did public comment who spoke to uh, the the steps that the registrar takes even. And it was, it was more in depth actually than I even knew. So I was kind of glad to hear that. So when you do hear these things happening and registrars, you know, validating these signatures, it's not, it's not just looking on there and saying, Oh, Johnny Appleseed. Yes. He's a registered voter. Okay. Move on. And that signature is valid. There are a few more steps involved in it. So I thought, okay, I, I had a little bit more faith in the validation process after that, but that was option number three. And then option number four uh, would have been to just call for a special election. So they weren't really considering. Yeah. That. I didn't consider that one because that's like 800 grand or something. Crazy. Yeah. There's a, there's a really big price tag on that. And as a taxpayer, I know I wouldn't be excited for that option. So I think that they knew that that wasn't going to be a popular option for, for most people anyway. So, or, or a fiscally responsible. Totally. Option. Yeah, so that was really nice to uh, not have that really be on the discussion board, but the options were there. You know, it surprises me a lot um, that there are a lot of people in town that don't understand what's going on with the Finita Ranch project to begin with. I, I think people hear a quantity of homes and just get freaked out and get really nervous because, you know, prior to the pandemic, obviously we had some major traffic issues. And I think some of that's been alleviated by default because so many folks are working from home. And so sorry to the folks who have maybe even lost their jobs and don't have somewhere to travel to right now. But um, there's, there's a lot of improvement plan incorporated into Finita Ranch for traffic. Right. So basically what HomeFed was asking um, went through that rough, was it resolution? That resolution was allowing HomeFed to move forward by increasing the number of homes that they could build from 1,900 to 2,900. So they're going to build 1,000 more homes. But with those 1,000 more homes, they were going to build them on smaller lots instead of a quarter acre to uh, multiple acre lots. They're going to build them all in a more traditional style neighborhood and use less of the space that was uh, less of the footprint of the, the habitat in the surrounding area. And then um, they were also going to use the existing infrastructure for the freeway and uh, paint some new lines, uh, add some new lanes and um, make uh, a bike lane all on one side and, and add some to the bridge to, to do that on the eastbound side. And so they were going to do some improvements to the 52 so that um, prior to anyone ever moving into Finita Ranch, um, the improvements would be done 
before the first person could move in. Right. Which was a really, really amazing promise, I think, from a developer. Right. Because they were doing all of the work up front before they made any money. Absolutely. Super smart approach. Yeah. So, I mean, the the entire Finita Ranch area is over 2,600 acres and HomeFed is dedicating, I, I think, about three-fourths of that to open space, preserve, and and things like that too. So I just, I mean, I'm blown away by what we could do. So it, my opinion is that we're looking at that spot. It's going to get developed one way or another, someday or another. Right. And, and, and the way that it's set up now with um, Gavin Newsom's or Governor Newsom's, um, I think he did an executive order saying that they can, um, they, if you have the space and it fits within the, the, um, they expanded the guidelines for adding an accessory dwelling unit or granny flat. Mm -hmm. So some of these places that are going to be in the existing plan for Finita ranch, which will get built one way or the other. So we either get 2000 homes and no infrastructure improvements or 3000 homes with infrastructure improvements. But if they can build those, um, 1900 homes, some of those lots are going to be big enough that they could add one, two or three ADUs on it. So now you go from 1900 homes to, well, let's just say 25% of them can add or everybody can add one because that's going to be the minimum. Sure. So that's, you know, another 1900 homes. So you're talking about 3,800 instead of, yeah. So it's kind of nuts. So there's just a lot of promises that I think uh, sit in the existing plan as it's being proposed and, which existing one, the 1900 or the no, the 2900, the 2900. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and for those who really want to learn more, I've seen HomeFed put a great deal of effort into attempting to educate the public here by running advertorials, for example, in the Santee magazine or hosting public workshops so that you can kind of come in with those questions and get them answered and feel more confident. My social media is like beat up with, with, with their stuff there. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're putting a lot of effort into really reaching out to people here because they want people to understand, but I just encourage you even just go on the website for the project at finitaranch.com and start reading up a little bit. And if there's concerns or questions or things that you think would impact positive or negatively, I think reach out to John and, and let us know so that maybe we can bring those back to the show. There you go. Awesome. So um, you can go on my Facebook page and send me a message or you can um, call me. My number's everywhere. What's your Santee update Facebook page? It's called Santee Update. Not the Santee Update? Well, I have the Santee Update, but I just use Santee Update. Cool. I knew that. It's like La La, right? The mm-hmm. La, La Tutoria uh-huh, from Mickey uh-huh. Blue Eyes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, the, the. Anyway, um, what do we got next? So we also, um, that's the Freddie Ranch excitement mm-hmm. from the city council meeting. And what else did we have on our agenda today to talk about? Well, I've been paying a little bit of attention to some of the county messaging. So as the chamber CEO, you have to pay attention to health stuff? You have to pay attention to a little bit of everything, at least, usually. So, um, you know, the, the county is really navigating a lot of this health crisis for us, right? So even though we're in a really large state and we're broken into a very large region by that state, What's what's really kind of governing us right now has been the the county 
and the health officials and, and things that are coming from that top side down for, for some of the, the things that we deal with. So I started listening in this past week. I was f- blown away by, by the statistics that they're throwing out for doing the vaccines, giving, administering the vaccines. So did you hear about Petco Park becoming one of the super sites? I, I did. Did you? So, but I don't know what that means. So they're, they're looking to administer a certain amount of vaccines per day. So, you know, what, they, what they're doing is looking at the county as a whole, the population, and then taking within that population who's eligible for it. So basically you have to be 16 years of age or older to be eligible for the vaccine. And then, you know, that's giving them a rough number. So they know how many millions of folks are needing or potentially like qualifying for this, this vaccine. And then, and then we're in that tier still of one a of just the, um, what would you call it? I have no idea what you're talking about. What? You're not listening to any of this stuff. (laughs) Am I? Oh my Lanta. So what I understand Uh. is that there's a group of, um, there's a, um, uh, a hierarchy of priority, right? So if you're one a would be like healthcare workers, right? So, okay. so their priority, yes, is to vaccinate those who can give and administer vaccinations. So we have to have our healthcare workers healthy and safe and all that so that they can continue to provide service to those. So 1A is healthcare workers. Yes. What and is then, 2A or 1B? Um, so the next criteria that came down from the state was that if you were 65 years of age or older, you would then become eligible. So I think there was a lot of confusion, you know, very well, um, Mr. Barry Jans. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen him kind of tweeting a lot. Barry runs the Grossmont healthcare district. Yeah. He's Not the hospital, the district that owns the hospital that leases it to sharp. Yes. And he's super amazing. He's kind of on the cusp of retirement, um, in the next coming months here. So we're going to really, miss him in our community, but I'm sure he'll be around, but I've been um, following his Twitter account a little bit more lately because he's done a really good job. You guys should find him, find him on Twitter, find his handle real quick. Um, He's done a really good job of, of kind of navigating the who's and the what's of who's eligible and why. So we need to get a ton of vaccinations into this region because for even the high amount of people that are qualified to take it, we still need two per person. So if everything went as the county planned, it sounds like it would still take until July to vaccinate about 70% of the eligible population. So when, for me, when we're talking about businesses and things that are reopening and um, the stuff that we do kind of as a community that we missed out on in 2020 and what could potentially still be missed out on in 2021 I'm thinking, oh my gosh, it's going to take us all the way probably through the end of summer before we really start seeing some of our normalcies return. So I don't know if that's like the doom and gloom. Yeah, but. thanks for that. Um, so it's at Barry, B-A-R-R-Y, Jans, J-A-N-T-Z on Twitter. Yeah, go go give Barry a follow. He's just, um, he's just so darn connected and so... Um, you know, he, he's so good at really explaining things out on, on where we are in the vaccination process. I know a lot of people are eager to receive it. And right when they hear that if they're 65 or older, that they're eligible that, you know, they want to show up or people hear that healthcare workers can get it. And so they kind of try to sneak in even. And I think it's just for 
again, educational purposes, it's good to know as much as possible to make sure because they will qualify you before administering the vaccine. But, um, so where can they go to get more, more information besides Barry's Twitter feed? Um, you know, with the county, the county website, honestly, they're keeping up on everything. So like I said, right now they have a super site down at Petco Park and they're looking to have another super site. The next host site will be somewhere in South County, you know, South Bay area, um, because that's a more heavily impacted region by uh, coronavirus. And then they'll be looking for a site out in East County and then North County. And they said North County. So I don't think they're breaking up coastal and inland up there. So they're going to do these um, super sites where they can basically do massive amounts of uh, administering the vaccines. So I'm sure you have to go on their website and register and prove yeah. that you qualify and jump through all the hoops and, yeah. and that's government. So it could take uh, anywhere from three to six months for you to get on the list. I don't know, but you know, like I said, you know, their, their goal as a County, it looked like was to vaccinate at least 70% of the eligible population. And again, best case scenario provided that we get all the vaccinations because we're not in control of how many come to us and um, they come down from the state and things like that. But if everything went really well and as per plan, they can reach that goal by July. So for me, that just kind of tells me that we're still going to have another summer of kind of being peeled back and having um, less availability for the things that we know and love. So we're going to have to find new things to do. Great. So are you telling me that the 2021 Santee street fair? I am. I think, you know, I, I've got to, I got to flip a coin here. I, we can't host it in, in May, just, you know, listening to the County updates and and knowing what's happening and realizing that we're not going to really be in the clear by Memorial day weekend. I know that for certain, I can't host a street fair at that time. So can't then, you just put like blue dots all over the floor I, in the street? I can. Do I want to do that? No. And I'd, I'd rather wait and either have some modified version in the fall or really wait. I just, I can't imagine taking two years off from, you know, my favorite day of the year in Santee, but it's, that's kind of been the case for a lot of people. So, yeah. So I definitely know that we'll either do something modified in the fall or just wait and do it in the spring or late summer, early summer of 2022. Got it. Bummer, huh? Bummer. Okay. We got to end up on an, on a high note. Yeah. So I had a client the other day ask me, um, we went looking at houses because mm -hmm. I do the real estate thing. Yeah. And normally I'm the one buying dinner and they're like, Hey, we want to take you to this taco shop over here off of Carlton Hills. Um, Mr. Mr. Berea. Berea. Yeah. That was pretty good. It was good. Really good. Yeah. I, um, had like a, uh, a Berea. I don't know what a Berea <laughs> is. I had like a, a taco with a little dipping sauce and it had a, a, a quesadilla that was like on steroids. It wasn't just like cheese. It had a bunch of stuff in it. It was really good. Hmm. I still have yet to get through that line there. And same with Bad Hombres. Every time I go drive by, they have got like a line around their building for their drive through So I'm lagging on on getting the new Mexican Yeah, we need cuisine. to work on We need to bring somebody in from both of those places. Because I was <laughs> yeah. driving by the other day with my daughter. And she goes, I hear that place is awesome. And she pointed at Bad Hombres. Mm -hmm. And then I said, is it that one or is it the Berea place? And she's like, oh, it's the Berea place. There's there's two places there. So yeah. yeah, we need to help them get that figured out. But they both seem to be doing great business. Yeah, clearly. I can't get in. 
Well, you should. Wish, Do they I know wish, who you are? I wish they knew who I was. I know. <laughs> oh, great. So you, you do that around town? You go, excuse me, can no. I cut, take cuts? Do you know who I am? No, if anything is, Brandon, my husband, always does that. And he goes, well, you know, do they know who you are? Do you want to say who you are? I'm like, no, I don't want to say anything. Nobody, I've got my hair and a ponytail and a ball like, cap on. Are you kidding me? Nobody, nobody cares about me. <laughs> like, stop. So we went somewhere one time and he kind of did the whole, oh my gosh, like we're being seated over here and they're, you know, they're not pulling up chairs for you right here. Like the, the, the queen and King's thrones and blah, blah, blah. You know, he was so annoyed. And I go, darn, I thought we were just here to have dinner. And, you know, my mistake, I thought he just wanted to like sit and have a meal with me. And he, I didn't know that he was expecting the red carpet to be rolled out at like a local eatery. And so right when I'm feeling disappointed, like two minutes later, the owner comes by with a free round of drinks for us. I'm like, ooh, is this good enough? Sassy pants. So, Yeah. It's very nice. Wow, when it's really cool care. that you guys pull that card. You guys are I so awesome. I don't pull the card. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he thinks I should, and there is no card to pull. Who's the actress that was in um, Legally Blonde? Reese Witherspoon? Yes. Doesn't she do that all the time? Ooh, do you know who I am? Yeah, I thought that was a big deal. Anyway, um, so what else we got going on in town? Is there So there's no events going on in January, February, March, all the way through till, um, till further notice? Till further notice. So Have you heard about concerts in the park? No. So that's what I'm saying. You know, I'm not trying to be doom and gloom, like I said, but I, I can imagine that concerts in the park won't be able to take place. Uh, we're not uh, officially, schedule. we're not from the city, so yes. we don't know. We don't know what their game plan yes. is. Correct. Don't quote me. Um, don't quote me on this. Maybe we can bring Bree back onto the show in the upcoming weeks to talk about what the city has on deck for 2021. I did notice that Santee Lakes was planning on some later events in the year. So, you know, they do like Santa at the lakes and a couple of other events. So I saw that they submitted it to my chamber calendar of events, actually. So if you go to SanteeChamber.com and, and look at our calendar, if you get a little bit into the the later part, they, they do have fishing and things going on right now still. But um, in addition to that, it looks like they're looking forward to at least in quarter four of this year, having some of their big events back on deck. I started walking about when you were, I don't know, 10 months old. Yeah. About then. No, okay. but I started walking <laughs> like as an old man started walking, uh, about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, apparently trout season's a really big deal on the weekends Yeah, because I was like, normally when I go to, you know, seven o'clock on, on a weekday, there's nobody there. And it was packed, mm-hmm. jam packed. Of course, everyone was six it. feet apart, you know. Yes. Of course they were. Absolutely. Yes. I went from my house, you know, the neighborhood I live in, John. I rode last night with Brandon on our bikes from our house and just went into the main gate at Santee Lakes. You know, they don't have that pedestrian gate open all the time anymore. Mm-hmm. So uh, closer to your house, actually. So I I went in through the main main gate, whatever you call it, main gate. And we did a loop around the the lakes. And so, you know, start to finish, it was a little over six miles. It was a really nice little kind of breezy. It's still nice weather outside. go all the way down to the camping section? Yeah, all the way down to where they have like the RV storage. Oh, see, I'm storage. a ramp. I just do like almost three miles walking around the lakes. Well, no, we were on bikes. So I feel okay. like that's a little bit cheating. You know, it's a little bit easier. I got, you know, I get to kind of roll a little bit. So we I went- go around looking like, like Santee's Tony Soprano. I got my old man sweats <laughs> and my sweat jacket on. <laughs> No, I'm super annoying. I have like my beach cruiser with my portable speaker and I'm playing music and Oh, you're just, that one. I'm that annoying girl, yeah. Nice. With my little basket on the front and my bell. So we're cruising through and 
And I kept saying, like, can we go further? Can we go further? And Brandon's like, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So like I said, we went all the way toward the end, um, you know, of the camping section and then looped around and went all the way on the other side. And by the time we got back to the front gate, we were locked in (laughs) (laughs) because we took too long and it had gotten dark. Yeah. A few years ago, I went to um, the all-class reunion at Santana. And I live right up from the lakes. I live Mm -hmm. off of Lake Canyon. And so, you know, I have this little rolling cooler. Mm -hmm. And I walk down the hill. I go over to the part where everyone's at. Um, it's an after, hot afternoon of uh, enjoying, and the cooler was mostly empty mm-hmm. by the time I was done. Yeah. I go to that gate that goes right off the Lake Canyon. Closed? Yeah. Yes. So I had to walk all the way down. <gasps> no. All the way back. <laughs> Why didn't you throw it over and off the you fence? You wanted to see my fat ass jump over that fence? I'd get stuck. <laughs> That's what we had to do. <laughs> Brandon boosted me over the fence last night and then handed me the bikes. And you then, had to break out of Santee Lakes. And I had to watch his fat ass hop the fence <laughs> Did instead. he get stuck? No. I'm like, I'd been drinking. I didn't want to climb a fence well. backwards. <laughs> I was looking for a dude on a cart. I'm there was not, nobody. I'm not going to say if we were drinking or not, but we did have to hop the fence. I'm sorry. I hope Laura isn't listening to this episode. <laughs> it was fun, though. And um, what a beautiful time at the lakes right at dusk. <laughs> Yeah, when the guy goes around in the little car and says, Santee Lakes will be closing in 15 minutes. <laughs> I couldn't hear it over my speaker. <laughs> oh, nice. Next nice. time we'll turn the music down. All right. Well, um, that's a, another fun and exciting Santee Update podcast. Uh, we will see you next week. We have some guests lined up. And hopefully, uh, if you guys have any questions or you want us to uh, have a subject to talk about, please uh, send us a Facebook message. You can go to Santee Update on Facebook and message me there, or you can just post it on the page and I'll see it. Uh, or you can uh, send me an email at john at missionrealtygroup.com. Thanks, guys. See you at the next one.